All right, hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. Put <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to this week's mini-sode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And welcome back to another week of fun and listening to us. And we know you guys have nothing but time because we're all stuck in the house right now. Coronavirus! Yes. <laughs> Coronavirus! <laughs> yes, Cardi! Oh my god. Oh gosh. Oh. Oh, Aaron, before we get into the mini-sode, how are you feeling? Um, you know, you're in one of the cities that are doing the shutdown. Like, oh, sorry, one of the states that are shutting down businesses, everything, grooming services. How you feeling? I mean, I'm alive and well, as far as I know. I think Yay. that it is interesting. I, I have learned more from the outside world than I have from my own knowledge, which... I'm starting to turn around. Let me say that first before somebody calls me a boo-boo the fool. Because uh, my grandma called me, my dad, my mom, like, you, like, asking, like, telling me stuff about what's going on. Doug, because his mom called him about something they heard about New York. And I realized Aww. how disconnected I am from the news on any given well, day. look at all these people day. that love you and checking on you, thinking about you. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but right. yeah, I'm doing good, though. I mean, it's, yes, the streets are definitely, New York is definitely is different, but it's not necessarily unfamiliar to me. Like, if you've been around during the holidays, it feels like, like that extended holiday period where people have either left or when there's, like, a bad snowstorm and then finally, like, the streets are, like... That's what it feels like uh, tonight. Yeah, like okay. barbershops are shutting down. Nail Perfume, salons, nail hair salons. salons. Yeah, Non-essential stores. Yeah. So, but luckily it's, I live right near crazy. to, but luckily I live right near to uh, grocery stores. Like a, they're literally right by my house, two grocery stores. And a Dollar Tree is right next door to them, so. Oh, man. Well, just be careful out there, you know. But stay <sighs> in. Coronavirus. Oh my shit gosh. This is, I mean, it shit is really real. And this is like, it just does something make you, really, yeah. uh, it going does, through it is crazy. Mm-hmm. It makes you look at, I think even those people, it's a lot of New Yorkers who don't pay attention, right? Necessarily to other people, they mind their business, especially when they're out on the subway or the train. Like to see the amount of attention given to a cough in mm. public or someone wiping their nose in public, not so much wiping mm-hmm. their nose, but like the coughing or the more than one cough. The dry coughs. The yeah. dry coughs. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I mean, it's crazy to see. I know we went to um, Walmart just to get, you know, a few essentials or whatever. Just a few things. And, I mean, to see all the people out in, like, face masks, which I'm, I'm some of these people, I don't think y'all are watching the news and who they're saying should be wearing face masks and gloves and who shouldn't, but whatever. But um, <laughs> people that out of face masks and gloves and, like, literally, literally running around Walmart like they didn't lost their damn mind. Like, I mean, it has just been pretty crazy. So, 
Uh, yeah, to go through this has been quite, I mean, I, you know, part of me wants to use the word interesting because this really is history in the making, but it is very uh, eye-opening, I'll say that. And especially, you know, yeah, we are living history and then seeing how our government responds like this is all history. It will all be talked about years from now. So I think it's also interesting to see how people respond. Right. And and then an age where we we have access to other people's thoughts, opinions and ideas, not just Mm -hmm. our neighbors, but like across the world to here. I'm, I'm bringing that up because I found it interesting to hear some people's reactions to how other people are coping with it, whether you deem it crazy or too much or too not enough to me depends on sort of also where you live at because there are some oh, yeah. state cities and neighborhoods right where their impact is They're very higher. low compa- yeah. Yeah, compared to like the, new york city or los yeah. angeles and it's a different reality when you're living it i mean I, th- I think that's true for all things in life right when you're experiencing or going through it versus when you're just on the outside you, yeah definitely you have a different uh perspective or at least your perspective is grounded in something different. So Yeah, I know for me, I mean, one of the things I said, even though I said it in a joking manner, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be um, disrespectful, but one of the things I joked about when I, when I first heard about it was like, as long as these people don't start coming back as zombies, like, I'm not going to panic. Like, <laughs> I mean, I will follow the rules of the government and their suggestions and what they're telling us to do as far as staying inside, you know, being clean, which... Again, clean is something that you should already been doing, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's another one of those okay things. But um, yeah, like I, I haven't panicked. That's not something I've done. Now, I do feel like, you know, let's just be extra cautious, especially when we're coming in from outdoors. You know, I have been very um, mindful to not um, touch things like I used to like just, you know, something as simple as the button on the elevator, like. That's not something before that I really like was like, oh, let me use my sleeve to push this button. Like it was just kind of one of those things that you go through the motions. But now, like anytime I get in the elevator at work or whatever, it's like I'm using my sleeve. I'm using a tissue. I'm not touching that that button, you know, just because I don't know. See, I wonder. See, I think it does bring it does. It does raise your level of awareness if you were already aware. And if you weren't, then hopefully it just makes something click in your brain. Right. In terms of how you maneuver your level of cleanliness, but also how you, where you go to get your information and what information you believe or not. And, and because when I hear you say you're like touching your sleeve, you know, your, your sleeve, uh, you're using your sleeve or something else to touch it. One of the things that I read is I've done that too. And like opening doors or, or leaving out of the bathroom somewhere and, you know, pushing that with my hand. But it also makes me wonder if one of the things that I read is true, and this is, and how many, and how many times you have to see it before you verify it. Anyway, is that it lasts for a day or hours or something on like certain fabrics, and so it might. Be, mm-hmm. And so, is it is it less deadly to touch your hand and then wash it versus you touching your sleeve and you forgetting, like you're not washing your sleeve from your shirt when you get home, right? Like so, it could linger and then you could transfer it to other things. I mean, but. I mean, well, one of the things I know that I've been doing because my aunt called me and told me to start doing it or whatever. And so, you know, older oh, well, people, I just listen to them. Oh, no, I mean, she was just like, you know, as soon as you get through the house, the door, you know, take them clothes off that you had on. Like, take them off. If you're not going to wash clothes, at least leave them in the laundry room. And I actually talked to somebody yesterday who told me that they had been doing that. My aunt, I mean, you know, my aunt, <laughs> she's. I don't want to say she's OD, but, you know, she's been washing her pillowcases every night, the sheets every night, because she like, you know, it's in your hair, you know, you just don't know. She coming through the door, she taking off her clothes, boom, they going into the washer and dryer, like, 
she is serious like ain't nothing living but i but i also understand because of her being older you know pre-existing con- health conditions like she could be one of those people that are at risk or she is one of those people that are at risk so i understand taking those extra measures um where some may consider it od some feel like you know this is this may save my life right I, and, so and I, that's what i was thinking i mean yeah the first thing i thought was gosh she has space like you can t- I, she doesn't live in 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 because laundry um, room what true oh. <laughs> that's why they tailor yeah, that. that's why the, that's why the new york city department of health issues various guidelines because the how you Huh, because the vast yeah. majority's living is different from right in certain areas. Your living style is different from the rest of the world, and so those that very true foyer mm. living room when most people don't have you know two closets, let alone a laundry. They don't have laundry in their apartment, let alone in their building to have you know a laundry room, right? Like right. So how you Man, tell people to manage about those that. living spaces? No, yeah. but I mean I think that's good though. I, to me, that was like interesting to hear that too. Like one, I didn't think it was too much i think it'd be just enough if i had a laundry like when i was living in virginia and other spaces right like everything would have went into that laundry room probably immediately <laughs> yeah, into I the mean, washer especially if i can wash it on my own what anyway oh i get that and then uh, you have some people that um i think my you know i'm gonna I'm a kind of say a little under my skin but i ain't gonna call it that since we haven't officially started the mini so but one of my hardest things during this period is keeping my mother in the house we all know she has uh well, we don't all know. But anyway, she has some pre-existing <laughs> health conditions. Sometimes I forget I'm on this mic. But pre-existing health conditions where she pretty much needs to keep her ass at home. And every day I find myself fussing at her. I'm like, you were the main one before I even like really gave this like as much thought as I'm giving it these days. The main one like, y'all better be careful. You need to stop going to work. Y'all bet y'all got what y'all need. The government gonna shut down. Like just, you know, yeah. all of these like every single day something calling to make sure that you know. And she can't keep her, look, talking about some, um... She wanted some hamburger because she wanted some meatloaf. Girl, what the fuck? Girl, what? <laughs> Ma. I mean, the grocery stores are considered essential, and so she needed to go. That's yes, it's, but she has been to the grocery store, I know, three, four times this week. Like, there has only been, like, one day that she has actually stayed in the house, and I was just fussing oh, her well. at her about that. Like, you know what's not essential? Going to Lane Bryant for bras. But you know what she did? <laughs> Went to Lane Bryant for bras. Cause she ain't want her gift card to run out. Blah, the fact blah, that Lane Bryant was even open, like listen, listen, and I mean they've shut a lot of stuff down now, but this was earlier in the week before I guess I don't know shit got real to the the, the stores and stuff. I'm like, ma, I don't know, but anyway, yes, that it's is real little, uh, in these streets. It is real. In it these is streets. very real. Uh, but yes, that was our little um, update on coronavirus. <laughs> but <laughs> in all um, seriousness, guys, please stay safe out there. Please do not put others at risk. Just be careful. Be mindful of others. I mean, that's my only advice. I'm no professional, but I just feel like, you know, do play your part. Do what you can to keep others safe. Think about others. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And, and I would just add, hold on. Let me just uh, add to you. Okay, I think okay, that's okay. as important as it. And, and. And one way in which you can be safe is to be diligent and take ownership of what information you get by seeking it out and not just taking any and everything that you see in all spaces to be true, right? Like you Mm -hmm. need to understand what is true, 
you need to do the research to understand what is true and especially for you specifically in the areas that you live in because like i said as we were talking about earlier what's what's true for me here is different for ashley where she's at right and so we just need to be doing that work and so taking ownership in your own knowledge right very true all right guys and so now we are going to actually jump into our mini-sode but before we do i will let aaron explain what a mini-sode is a mini-sode is a smaller version of our full-length episode we just take one piece of our full-length episode and we dig a little deeper in this mini-sode so we're coming to you every week but i don't even want to say any any time frame we're coming to you every week just a shorter (laughs) shorter a perspective and that's a mini-sode and that's a mini-sode okay so what are we doing our mini-sode on this week gosh what's what's the (laughs) mini-sode this week you know the topic that i had is so i recognize sometimes i just gotta go with these topics when i'm in them in the moment anyway i want to talk about i don't know if if i should title it You, you you'll tell me is it jealousy is it envy is it fomo are they one in the same? But the question that I asked: Do you watch High Maintenance? I'm sorry. Before no, what? Just, do you watch High Maintenance? Not really. I, I think the last uh, time I saw one was when I was with you. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm, I was about to say. I think I've asked you that before. I don't know. You said FOMO, and it just reminded me of High Maintenance because the guy, which that's his name on the show, the guy, um, like found this dog out one day, and he named that shit FOMO. And I've been so weak what? since because. <laughs> He takes FOMO everywhere on his deliveries. and uh, It's just hilarious. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. What was the question? So the question sorry. of questions are, what the, tell me what episode that is so I can go look it up. I saw it the other day when I clicked on uh, HBO. So the question is, what does jealousy, envy look or feel like to you? Are FOMO and jealousy the same thing? And a part of where this was inspired was the other day I was watching... Uh, the new season of Boomerang, and yeah, we're not going to get into this. What are you watching? Sort of synopsis. But in the new episode that I was watching, two of the main characters who were once an item and, and no longer are uh, were mm-hmm. being they had they had a they had a rough breakup, and so their mutual friends were. We we got to see in the beginning of the episode how they were dividing their time pre gaming before homecoming by having three different group chats, one without the other and the other without the other and then one without both of them and so we got to see how they were navigating the, that that tricky dynamics of having to text in each and mm-hmm. how they were partying separately but going together it, we, anyway so that just made me so that was one of the things that just made me wonder in real life in your own life when you are a part of a group of people who you know have a platonic relationship when you are a part of a group of people who you consider friends and there's a shake up in the friendship Either because two people are dating and they break up or two two of the people stop talking or three of the people have a, a something like right when there's a, a breakup or a shakeup in that group dynamic. How do you one? How do you personally navigate that? Whether you whether you're a part of the, the shakeup yourself or you're just on the outside mm-hmm. witnessing it <laughs> Two, I think the other thing that I didn't say from the episode that's important that makes me ask that question is because we got to see one of the one of the things that they were struggling with was where they were going to pregame at or not struggling with where they were going to pregame at but not telling the other person that they were pregaming uh somewhere that they necess- that they weren't invited <laughs> right mm-hmm. <laughs> right at their ex's place and she i wouldn't say that she was jealous or envious but she didn't like the back seat the, the the trying to keep it a secret you could tell that she was that she wanted to party with them but they had already made 
other plans. And so it just got me to wondering, was she jealous? Was she envious? Was it FOMO? And sort of how that works, because we also got to see when they left his party to go to her, to go meet up with her, how he flipped the script and sort of his attitude and personality. So all of that is around jealousy, envy, FOMO. Are they one and the same? How do you deal with it? How do you navigate it? You know, whether you're the person that's a part of it or whether you're on the outside looking at it when you're in a groups group, you know, when you're in a group, yeah, when there's a group of friends. See, I okay, so I'm... Um... All right, so one, the first thing I'm thinking about is the scenario that you just gave me. And I'm kind of wondering, like, is it any of those things or is it like actually dealing with reality in the moment and realizing that now the dynamics of your friendships have changed and now you have to figure out how to maneuver in that? I wouldn't necessarily think that it was you're jealous of anything because, I mean, I don't see jealousy or envy in that. Possibly fear of missing out because now you're missing out on that that group dynamic that you were used to. But again, to me, that goes back into dealing with the new reality of how things are going to change now, you know, cause we also, saw, who else did we see that with earlier this season? I'm thinking of, um, I'm on TV now. I'm thinking of grownish, right. With, um, with Zoe and Luca with them breaking up and then having to deal with Nomi. Was it Nomi? Yes, Nomi being a mutual friend of theirs, and then Luca being at the house, you know, hanging with Zoe. When, yeah, but see, I'd I mean, call that jealousy. Yes, I guess I one. Let me say, I agree with everything that you just said. Like, <laughs> what a word. Two, I, but I also think that in that specific situation, there was some jealousy behind that. Yeah, maybe for Zoe, a- yes, because I guess she still was not comfortable with the fact that Nomi could be more open to Luca than she could with her. So yeah, I could see that. Going back to, I guess, impersonal, you know, one, I feel like I've been through this situation one too many times. And so that's kind of sad. As you were talking about it, I was thinking about it like, Lord, these dynamics of friendships. Um, But I think I, I think FOMO would be what I would say is the feeling when you're dealing with group dynamics, right? Because you're I, I don't I just can't see being jealous or envious of your other friends for hanging with your other friends or still continuing that relationships because you shouldn't be jealous or you shouldn't be envious because you shouldn't expect for just because y'all's relationship is on the fritz just because you and the other friend in the group have a relationship on the fritz that one friend needs to pick a side I think that's selfish but I can see FOMO because now you know, there's something going on with those two that you're no longer a part of because you're on the outs with your friend or whatever. And also for like, let I'm just going to say a group of three. Okay. So you got this, maybe you have friends that two of them are closer in the group anyway, like all three are friends, but two of them could be closer. Right. So now you have the friend that's, you know, in the middle that could be experiencing FOMO because I get to hang out with both of y'all, but I'm, I'm missing this group dynamic, you know, when we all get together, you know, you feel like you're missing out on that. Like that could have actually brought something, you know, fun to your life. Like, oh, yay, all three of us are hanging out together. Um, then you have, you know, the two friends that are on the outs. I feel like they could be experiencing FOMO because they're seeing the friend that's in the middle spend time with the other friend. And so having to deal with the whole no longer the group dynamic, you know, I get this one-on-one with, you know, A and B get one-on-one and, you know, C is not there at certain times or then it's A or B and C or what, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I'm about to confuse myself with letters, shit. Um, but yeah, so I, I, in my opinion, I think FOMO would be the uh, feeling. I, I don't see jealousy or envy. I think that would, that's a deeper 
I don't know that if you're feeling that, then that's something different. And I would I would be open to hearing what you would be jealous or envious of. So I had to yeah. Google. I needed to Google actually, so, so I could just have a better understanding of how it's defined. Because I started to hear you, and then I'm like, huh? But that a part of me, I hear jealousy in that. Like when I hear it, so what does jealousy actually mean? Versus my understanding of it. So jealousy via Google says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feeling, adjective, feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. That's one. And then Mm -hmm. how do we define envy? Envy is defined as a feeling of discontent, discontent, a feeling of discontent Mm -hmm. or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities or luck. Wait, say that again. A feeling of discontent. It says discontented. Mm -hmm. Uh, or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Okay. Desire to have a quality, possession, or other desirable attribute, attributes belonging to someone else. See, see, now can you... Now, see, I hear jealousy. when I, Based on what you said, using the example of Gronish, and even when I talk about Boomerang, but when I talk about the show Boomerang specifically from the perspective of the one... You have to watch the show, but from the one who wasn't part of the pregame right she was left out like from Mm -hmm. their perspective i see a little bit of jealousy because you're wanting to partake or do the thing that you're seeing your friends do with your other friend or your ex or whatever the other part of the circle right that you're the other part of the group that you're no longer connected to and that inspires see i i start with jealousy and i think for one i could see how that jealousy is has some envious qualities to it Mm -hmm. but i definitely see jealousy in both and so and the largest, yeah, anyway, yeah. Okay. See, now, I would push back on that and say, I guess I would have to have, as always, I feel like I need more detail because how can you, I mean, depending on how the situation came about, who was wrong in the situation or who provoked the situation, you know, and those things, like, how can you be jealous of something that you essentially gave up or that you're choosing to give up, you know, like... In, in friendships, I feel like things can be worked out and it shouldn't get to a point of so much time passed where now we can't have the conversation or now we're now you're over with friend A with friend A. Here I go again with these letters. Now you're over here doing things with this other friend and we're past the point of we've let it go on so long that we're not even doing things together. Does that make sense? Like, because to me, it's crazy to be jealous of something that you can have in your life unless there was something that's so detrimental that happened that it just can't be repaired. Okay. Okay. I hear that. So, like, to me... I feel like it took me a long time to land that plane. (laughs) What I hear (laughs) is that jealousy is not even worth the energy... Because you have the opportunity, almost, almost you just have to, almost like saying you have to put a little bit more work, but you, you have the opportunity to make something right. You have something, the opportunity to make something right and be a part of that experience that you're speaking of that you could be jealous of, right? Like you don't need to be jealous right. of something when you have the opportunity to fix, fix it, fix whatever's right. broken. I guess I don't even know if I said that right, but that's how I heard it. I don't know. That, I that's mean, yeah, I, 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 I understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hmm. how I feel. Like, yeah. Why? I mean. Fix it. <laughs> do what you need to do to get in there. Like I think, that's, I think that's an interesting take. I respect that too, but I also think that there's something. Not, but I also also 
there is the other side to that that mending of fences, right? Like that is a two way, two people or three people or four people thing, depending on what the the shakeup is in the group, right? Like mm-hmm. that's more than one person that has to contribute to that in order for it to truly be fixed or mended or this is true right and so yes the devil are in the details of each experience and each whatever but overall i don't know i didn't really have like a place where i was trying to go with this conversation i was just interested in the thought of (laughs) of how we view those things Mm -hmm. and i do like how you offered a resolution right like you don't even need to like and i guess even wasn't necessarily seeking a, a conclusion or an answer or an outcome or something that you could take away from but people can take away the idea of you don't have to you don't have a reason to be jealous or envious Regardless of how you look at something, you don't need to feel any other kind of way other than proud to be a part of that relationship because you have the opportunity to make it right. Granted, or asterisk, it takes more than one person to make it right. Definitely. But the opportunity, it takes two you, to have make the, the thing you, right. you have control over. I think so. And like you said, I think, you know, that jealousy and envy are wasted emotions in friendships. Like to me, that's not even, even if you are on the on the outs during a certain time, like true friendships are true friendships. And, you know, eventually I feel like things can always come back around, but to waste time being jealous and envious of your friend, like to me, that sounds like y'all were never really friends. Like I personally feel like those aren't emotions that you should have for friends. You should never, there should never be anything that your friend has that you feel jealous or envious of. I can see you like wanting that, like, Oh, we can do, I would love to be in that spot. But I can't see you like having jealous or envious feelings towards your friends for having something that you don't have at that time. You're showing me that one words matter, right? And how and one words matter. And when you say something and you take the word like jealous or envious, like more serious, especially when it comes to this and how you like view or or feel some way, how you view other people's relationships versus FOMO because I'm here sitting here going like dang I didn't think it was that like those are sins Aaron jealousy and envy are sins like no, so but, is adultery so is I like, mean number yes thing. they are so, I so you try your best to not do those things right <laughs> like I mean that's all you can do right is try not to do it to circle so. back to what you were saying I think that when I'm talking about the specific like or that like the catalyst behind me wanting to have this conversation, which is the show, and and subsequently like you bringing up Gronish, I think I view it as you can still be have genuine friendships or relationships with people and be jealous or envious at certain moments in that relationship. Now I think in the grander scheme of friendships beyond like those two as a as a launching a launching pad, like yes, I think there are many spaces in which we say, what kind of friends are you really if it's built on jealousy or envy or every time you come together or you are around each other when you two are in the same space, right? Like there's yeah. jealous and envy, right? Like this present one way, both ways, whatever, like that is always there. Like how are you like, then what is a friend to you? I think, but that's also just another question, right? That then may define, may answer why that, why that relationship is considered a friend. Broader context. I get what you're saying specifically to that subject. I like, I can see how, Elements of jealousy yeah, and envy can creep up into friendships that are still meaningful and true and can last, you know, that can stand the test of time. Mm, 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 so. mm. Okay. That's it. I get that as well. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. I've, you know, I feel like I've been through that a lot in life. So interesting topic, especially. But we'll and then how it manifests. I mean, I think <laughs> this is a mini social, but I think there are other ways in which you could think about it too is like how that shifts because you said you've been through it. 
More than once. Multiple times. (laughs) So I assume that's been over the course of years and how you are affected by it, how you view it when you're going through it. I'm curious to know like how those things have changed, you know, when you were younger versus more the more recent times. What is it what is it based on, right? Like are those friendships like can true friends or can true like relationships because it's not just friendships, right? Like true loves, can true relationships like do they ever die? You know, that's so funny that you said, because I was just thinking it earlier. Somebody told me one time that true love never dies. And I don't know why I popped in my head today, but I, I truly believe that. Um, and I think that. Yes. I think that you can truly love someone and truly feel like, you know, I, I truly feel like that real friendships in real love does not die. I just feel like with all things um, that you may outgrow, you just handle it differently moving forward. So whereas, you know, you may still consider this person a friend, but maybe y'all don't talk every day. Maybe y'all don't hang out anymore, but you know that, you know, you don't wish them any ill if they were to reach out to you, or hopefully if you reach out to them, you know, they pick up or y'all can still have, you know, some type of cordial relationship. But things just may, you know, you just may interact with them differently. And I think that's okay as long as you still love them and respect them and, you know, handle it how you want to. You can't help how you feel, but you can help what you do with those feelings. And so the ability to still have love for someone, uh, how you, how much you love or care or appreciate or hate someone doesn't necessarily have to align with in the way we see how you deal with them. Right. Right. And so... That's I, I I agree with that. But then, right, like, if you truly love or care for someone, why would you not want to deal with them? Why would you want to deal with them in any other way than the one that brings you happiness and joy? Right? Like, that's maybe, the other thing, right? Like, how, like... <sighs> I mean, maybe things just don't... Maybe life just, it, just in this moment, in that season or whatever, uh, doesn't allow for you to interact with them the way that you want to. And that's not to say that things couldn't change, you know, because obviously things can change if they've changed to the point where you all aren't interacting with each other. Maybe, you know, further down the line, down the line, and only time will tell if y'all can again, but maybe for this moment in y'all's season and y'all's journey, y'all are on two different paths. So you just can't, I mean, it's just like friends that, you know, consider themselves best friends. Like you and I, I mean, you're in New York and I'm here in Virginia. We just have to, you know, we... I still can say, I think, you know what, maybe you, me and you are bad examples because we talk all the time. But I mean, if you, you take friends that, you know, do move away from each other or live in different states, they're still best friends. They just can't interact with the, you know, the way they did before because now they're in two different locations, right? Or, and now they have two different job, or, you know, job schedules and things like that. Like there are plenty of things no, that can yeah. arise that may yeah. change the interactions, but it doesn't change, you know that you love and care for him. So, yeah. you know. That made me think of uh, Oprah and Gail, right? Okay. Gail lives in New York. Oprah lives in California. And they still consider each other, right, like 40, 50. I don't know how long they've been friends now. They still consider that relationship to be just as strong right. and fruitful as it was when they were working together in Baltimore. So, mm-hmm. Uh, Ka- Carrie, Samantha, Miranda, and Charlotte. Samantha moved to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> And you see, Samantha had to move her home pass back to New York. I mean, she moved back because she was no longer happy with Smith Jarrett. It was not just, you know, the girl. It girls. was a big deal when Miranda moved to Brooklyn. Let's not act like 
distance doesn't impact relationships. Uh, we'll see, but they still loved each other the same, and they did what they needed to do to keep the relationship strong. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. My last question: Is it easier because you just made me think of it? Is it easier you think to main or not easier? Or is the question easier? Is is the work? Whatever. Is it easier to maintain a friendship relationship versus a romantic one when it's long distance? Mm. Is it easier to maintain a friendship or a relationship when long distance? I'm going to probably say relationship because easier? relationship. Oh, easy. I'm sorry. No, friendship. It's easier to maintain a friendship. Yeah, a relationship would be harder because mm-hmm. there's a there's a level of um, of physical interactions to me that are needed in a relationship that um, if they're not frequent or you know that's what makes it a romantic relationship right like that yeah that's what makes it different that, than, it, than your regular very true regular regular is that level of intimacy that level of whatever that looks like right that level of personal connection right and if that regular regular is not regular then i can't i just can't do it so i'm gonna say it's easier to do a friendship because i don't necessarily need to see my friends every day but i do need to talk to y'all at least three, four times a week so I can just make sure, all right, everybody's good. We got our key key sessions. I mean, it's just like, it, it's uh, it's like medicine, you know? That that healing from love just and, and, and companionship. Helps the medicine okay. Go down. Sorry, I don't know where that, that... I don't know why that one Okay. Know. <laughs> it's I can think of with medicine in it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think? I mean, do you think it's easier? I don't know. That's so interesting. I mean, I think I would answer that uh, in two ways. One is I think oh, I thought that, something cut out. I think that from a societal, the conversations I've had, seen, or heard, the friendship would be easier to maintain long distance than the romantic relationship for all the things that you said. I think for me, yes, but I also think there's some, I think the same hard, not same hardships, the same potential for a shakeup that doesn't go in the favor that you think between your friendships kids is there when you all are no longer in a space to see each other. When you all are no longer in a space to continue to grow that, grow or develop that relationship, that friendship in the same way you were when you first met. Mm, it is there so interesting that you said that because ah, so it's not we'll so much about, about being, it. I can't say anything now, but no, it's I mean, not so it's much just, about like not being. Fa- I, I, I get it. It's, it's not so much about being face to face. It's the way in which you all were able to get to the place of calling each other friends or family. When that is no longer present, it can make it difficult. And I think that's true of all things because I was also about to flip the script and say, but if you have a if you met someone on an app or if you met them, you know, in a space where it's always been long distance, coming together can make it more tricky. So really it's when there's a shakeup in the way in which you were able to develop that relationship. That to me is when I could see it being tricky. See, sometimes you just got to talk this out. This is why I just run my mouth. See, come to, I mm-hmm. land somewhere. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. Well, that was a good chat. Yeah, man. Now I just want to get off so I can hear whatever you were saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's. Yes. No, I don't. I'm lying. Not really. No, I'm not. I, no. 
Well, guys, that's going to wrap up our mini so chat this week. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We appreciate you for listening. Mm. Um, and I know I am, and I'm sure Aaron is, really interested in hearing some feedback. So if you guys would please get back to us, let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective, no E at the end, at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you all give us and show us and the way that we continue to grow and meet new people. And that's because you're telling five people and telling them to tell five people as well. So keep doing it. Thank you. Well, guys, we really want you to continue to be safe. Please do everything you can. Think about yourself. Think about other people during these times. Uh, We appreciate you for joining and have a great week. Remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. A body said, wash your Mm -hmm. hands. Oh, I thought you was going to sing to the beat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all you could have been there. Wash your head. Okay. Bye guys. <laughs>